Hello and welcome to this message from the room. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the same power that conquered the grave lives in me lives in you amen that's something to get excited about this morning that we serve a God that has given to us resurrection power to live this life by amen amen praise the Lord yes go ahead and give the Lord a big hand clap of praise this morning we're going to go to John chapter 11 today and uh, we're going to continue on in that passage of Scripture this morning, talking about the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the resurrection and life. Our series text for the power of His, of his resurrection series that we're currently doing is found in Philippians 3.10. It says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. That is the goal of every believer, that we would know Jesus Christ and that we would live understanding the power of His resurrection that resides in each and every one of us. That's what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. And last week as I began preaching to you from John chapter 11 and talking about the story of Lazarus, uh, we find that Lazarus is dead. He has been buried. Jesus has now arrived on the scene and Martha comes to Jesus. Martha and Mary who were close to Jesus. Jesus was close to Lazarus as well comes to Jesus, Martha does, and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says, your brother's going to live again. And she says to him, yes, Lord, I understand that one day, one day uh, you're going to return, the uh, graves are going to burst open, and we're going to come out of the ground. I get that. And then in the day of, his, of the resurrection, he will live again. But Jesus says, look, you don't understand because I am the resurrection and I am the life. He is the resurrection and the life. And she, he says to her, do you believe this? And Martha's response, yes, Lord, I believe. Last week I shared with you three things, three things. Uh, one was that the reality you know can't compete with the faith you can declare. The reality you know can't compete with the faith you can declare. I'm not suggesting today that we ignore reality. I'm not suggesting that we stick our head in the sand or that we pretend things in our life aren't happening as they are. But what I am suggesting to you is that regardless of what is happening to you now, regardless of what you are facing in this particular moment, you can begin to declare a better reality and a better faith in your life. You can begin to take authority over those things and believe that God's Word is true and He will bring to pass all the things that He has promised in your life. The second thing that we talked about last week was that the power of His resurrection is not reserved only for later. It's also been released for now. Martha says to Jesus, Yes, I understand later on that I'll experience the power of resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the power of the resurrection. I'm standing in front of you. And it's not only for later, but it's also for now. And then the third thing that we talked about is that the power of His resurrection requires that we put God in His rightful place so that He, in turn, can put us in our rightful place. We are co-heirs with Christ Jesus this morning. We are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Far above principality, 
far above dominion, far above everything that is named, far above all things. All things are under His feet this morning. And because of that, they are also under your feet today. So today I want to pick it up in John chapter 11, verse 39 as I continue preaching the resurrection and the life. Would you help me pray this morning? Father, we thank You for the Spirit of God in this house. We thank you for the great group of people that have gathered together today to hear your words, Lord, proclaimed from this pulpit. I pray that God, minds and hearts, ears would be open so that we receive the fullness of what you have intended for us to have today in this place. That God, we leave changed, we leave transformed, we leave motivated and ready to serve the kingdom of God. We leave filled with this spirit and power and the authority of Jesus Christ residing in our lives. I pray that God today You speak a deep work into people's lives this morning. Will you just receive that today? Normally I don't do this, but I just believe that there are people in this place this morning that God wants to speak a deep thing into your life today. So I just want you to kind of open your hearts right now. Father, I pray that you speak to the deep places of our lives. Lord, you speak past all the the, the difficulty. You speak past all the circumstance. You you speak past all the stuff that keeps us from hearing from you, God. And you, you penetrate to the deep recesses of our heart this morning. And so, God, we are ready... We are attentive and we come with a sensitivity to your spirit and a willingness to respond to your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus has now arrived on the scene in our text, in our story. And with a crowd watching, he stands before the tomb of Lazarus. So let's pick it up in verse 39. It says this, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. The first point I want to make to you this morning is that we have to remove the barrier that keeps us from stepping into the life that God has intended for us. There are barriers in our way. Over time, there is something, there is some stuff that gets in the way of us walking in victory. Over time, there is some stuff that gets in the way of us living life. It accumulates. It starts to build up. It starts young oftentimes when we're kids and it builds up over a lifetime. You may start out in life with just a little pebbles in front of you, but over time, when people say degrading things to you and they speak negative things of your life and when things don't go like you planned and dreams start to fall off, before long, rocks begin to pile and before long you realize that you have been sealed in a tomb of death and there is no hope unless the master calls to you beyond that tomb or calls to you deep in that tomb, calls to you beyond that stone and begins to call you out of that. You have to remove those barriers. It becomes a hitch in our life. Things become crutches for us. Something that blocks us from moving forward and tries to keep us locked away in the caves that we come in contact with. Lazarus is buried. Lazarus is locked away in a cave. And so this morning, I just want to ask you today, is there anything that has you in a cave this morning? Is there anything in your life trying to seal you in a tomb? I would encourage you this morning, don't just lay down and let 
it or let them seal you in. Roll the stone away. Jesus is calling to you this morning. And He's saying to us, remove the stone so that I can do a new work in you. So I can call out new life in you. And I can pull you out of the grip of death into a new dimension of life and living. What's the hitch? What's the crutch? What, what is it in life that makes you a victim? Think about it. What is your hitch? What is your crutch? What is it that when this happens to me, immediately I become a victim? Or my natural inclination, at least, is to become a victim. Something that has tried to beat me up and put me down and move me away. Well, pastor, you don't understand there's some things in my life that just haven't worked out. There's some, there's some circumstances that just hasn't turned out the way I intended for them to turn out. What is it that drives you into a cave and tries to seal you there? What is it this morning that needs to be rolled away? Pastor, my, my father never affirmed me. No one ever respects me. Pastor, I'm sick all the time. I'm fearful. I, I'm not sure of how things are going to turn out in my life. And so I'm just, I'm just a little apprehensive about, about situations. I'm guilt-ridden. I'm hateful. I'm angry. I'm addicted. I don't fit in. I don't belong. I don't have friends. All of them are stones that have got to be rolled away so that we can walk into new life with Christ. So what's your stone? What's your barrier? Jesus died for every single thing that you might face in this life. Jesus not only died for all of that, He also rose over all of that. And now it is all under His feet. The good news for us is this, that we can die to that too. We can also rise over all of that. And all of it can also be put under our feet as well. The reality that we face oftentimes is that we let stuff keep standing in the way of the next level living that God desires for each of us. And it's important for us that times we look at that, we recognize it, and we call death to that thing and we roll it out of our lives so that we can step into a new dimension with God. What's your stone? What's your barrier? Because I'm talking about the power of His resurrection this morning. And I just believe that if you will respond to the call of the Master from beyond the tomb, if you'll just remove the barrier that locks you away, you can step into new life with Him. Before Jesus can call you into new life, that stone must be rolled away. And it is important for us to understand that our part in that is that we're the ones that break the seal. We're the ones that roll that stone out of our life and refuse to let it be the barrier between us and God. God is calling to us. But He expects us to move past some of the struggles and some of the difficulties and some of the trials that we've had and are having. We cannot always go back to the place and give the excuse, well, I would be successful or I would be blessed and I would be joyful, I would be happy, I would be this if it wasn't for that. Whatever that is needs to go in Jesus' name. Whatever that is that's keeping you from that place has got to go in Jesus' name. Don't stand inside that tomb hearing the call of God and refuse to move the stone.
So many times people, they come to church, they hear something that moves their heart, that stirs their spirit, that speaks deep within them, and they stand there hearing the call of God but refuse to move the stones out of the way that allows them to step into that place and answer the call that calls to them. When they alter, time is here. That's what it's for. It's for us to roll some of those stones away. It's for us to respond to God and actually put action to what we believe is taking place and transpiring in our lives. Hold up, Pastor, because what you need to understand this morning is I'm used to the stone. The stone protects me from hurt. The stone protects me from having to deal with life. It helps me avoid the risk of failure. It's not protecting you from life. It's keeping you from life. It's hindering your life. And I understand that we have all been victimized in certain times of our lives and we've, we've gone through circumstances and things that have been difficult for us to overcome and we find ourselves protecting ourselves and putting guards up and just trying to shield ourselves and even sealing ourselves into a cave or into a tomb to keep us from expo- being exposed to those difficulties around us. But I'm saying to you today, Jesus Christ is calling to you from the grave. He is calling you to a deeper walk with Him. And if you will trust His resurrection power, you will also receive his life. And his life is worth it this morning. It's risky, but true life is always worth the risk. Verse 39 says, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Pastor, you don't know how bad my life stinks. You don't know how far gone my situation is. You don't understand how it's too late. It's been four days. It's been four weeks. It's been four years. It's been four decades. But he says in verse 40, Jesus said to her, I did not say to you that if you would believe, you did I not say to you that if you would believe, would you not see the glory of God? We have excuses that keep us But here's the promise of God. If we will obey Him, if we will respond to Him, we will see His glory revealed in our lives. I don't care how long it's been. It does not matter how long it's been because today is a new day in Jesus Christ. Today is a new day that you can start right now and begin to move forward in your walk with God and and progress in your own life. Don't let the barriers of the past, the barriers of the present hinder you from experiencing what He has for you right now. There is no situation that stinks so bad God can't redeem it. There is no circumstance so dead that it can't be brought back to life through Christ Jesus. He is the resurrection and He is the life. The enemy would want you to believe that it is all lost and it's too late, but it's not. It's not. Roll the stone away, remove the barrier, and watch God do a miracle in you and for you. Verse 43. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out. The second point I want to make this morning is that we have to come forth. We have to come forth. 
Jesus will call for the stone to be rolled away. And He will call you to come forth into new life. But it is our response to His call that releases the miracle in us. There is no miracle without a response from us. Hear me this morning. There is no victory unless we act. Jesus calls us forth, but we have to come forth in Jesus' name. Verse 43 says, And he who died came out. You see, this is what I believe. When God formed every one of us, He formed in the fabric of our being everything that we would have need of to be successful in life regardless of the situations we would face. He crafted you and thought through all your days and He equipped each of us with the strength, with the fortitude, with the resources and the faith we would need to overcome the world through Him. For us it boils down oftentimes to digging deep and finding these hidden treasures that God has placed in us. You have the equipment you need to overcome whatever stones in your way. You have the power in you to overcome whatever is keeping you locked away in life. You have it inside of you. That hidden treasure God placed there, God wove it into you. That coupled, listen to me, that coupled with His presence releases all the power you need to win the battle. Are you saying, Pastor, that we need to rely on ourselves and we can overcome the battle we are facing? No, I am not saying that. But what I am saying to you is this, that you have been equipped by God already. And His presence leads you to that place of equipping. And His power releases that potential inside of you. I'm saying He calls it forth, but it is you that has to respond and actually come forth. Amen. Thank you for that one clap. That's better. We sit around waiting for God to work, and God's done the work. He does not operate from an incomplete place of work. He doesn't operate from a work that is incomplete. He operates from a completed work. He operates from a finished work. And it is our job in Jesus Christ to draw from faith, by faith, to draw inside of us those resources and that equipping that, rely, that rests and, and resides in each and every one of us. Only with Him can you do it. This is not self-reliance. Because I'm saying you can't do it on your own. You need His presence and you need His power to bring you to those places. You can't do it without Him. But you have to do it with Him. Only with Him can you do it. He's present. He's declared better things over you. He is speaking victory in your life. But it is up to us to respond and receive it in our lives. He calls it forth. But you have to call it forth too. It's all inside. It's in you. The power, the potential, the anointing, and the authority... Colossians 2.9 says this, For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10, And you, you are complete in Him 
who is the head of all principality and power. Well, Father, I don't have what it takes to rise above this situation. I don't have what it takes to overcome my feelings. I don't have what it takes to get over this mountain and this sickness. But Jesus says in Colossians 2.10, it's in you. The power is in you. You're complete in Him this morning. You have what it takes. You have what it takes. We have to dig deep and we have to draw from those deep places in our lives. And it's tough. I know it's tough. So many times throughout our ministry career when everything that you feel says tuck, tail, and run. When everything you feel says you could do something a lot easier than this. When everything you feel says there's no way you can succeed. It's moving past those feelings. It's going to that deep place with God. It's finding new revelation in Him. New revelation in you. You have more capacity than you think you do this morning. You have more than what you think you have this morning. You have what it takes to defeat the mountain that stands in front of you today. Verse 20 says in Luke chapter 17, Now when he, had asked by, when he was asked by the Pharisees, When the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Well, I'm just waiting to see. I'm just waiting to experience. I'm just waiting for God to do. It does not come by observation. He says the kingdom of God is within you. It's in you. Don't say you don't have it this morning. Because the fact that you stand where you are and face what you face is testament to the fact that you have it in you. God will not allow His kids in a situation that they are incapable with His help of overcoming. He's not putting you in a place to watch you fail. He's not putting you in a place to see you not succeed. He's putting you in a place so that His glory can be revealed in your life and that you can find that there is more substance to you than you ever dreamed possible this morning. There's more in you than what you know today. Amen. He does not set you up to fail. He did not set you up to lose heart. He set you up to see His glory and His power revealed in you and through you by faith in Him and activated in response to His completed work at Calvary's cross. Hebrews 3.14 says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Let me read it to you again. For we have become partakers, partners, co-heirs with Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. The inheritance comes. The release of the anointing comes. The release of the power comes. The potential in your life is released when you hold steadfast from beginning all the way to the end. Don't fall short of what God has for you. You're going to have to fight for some of that stuff. I'd be lying to you today if I said it just comes easy because it doesn't. You're going to have to dig deep. You're going to have to scratch. There's going to be times in your life where you have to just grind things out. 
When you just have to get in there and just, if you can't walk, you've got to crawl. And if you can't crawl, you just kind of have to just roll around on the ground until you get some mo- movement in the right direction, until you're able to get back up on your feet. I remember one day that when we were early married and uh, we had no money. I mean, no money. And not going to work was not an option. One day of not working, one hour of not working, put us in a, we were in a sinkhole. So, so our situation stunk, to say the least. And I remember at that time I had had some severe back problems. I actually, shortly thereafter, would have back surgery. But one morning I woke up to go to work, and my back had completely seized up where I could, I could not even move. And I was laying on that bed, and I was just thinking, I, I have got to do this. I don't feel like going to work. I'd like to just stay here because I couldn't move. And I just begin to pray, and I'm like, God, you've got to help me. I've got to, I've got to push past this. We can't afford not to go to work. I can't afford not, not to do this. And I didn't want to wake April up because at that, we were hanging by a thread anyway, and I'm just anything that you know, just pushes over the edge, you know what I mean? And so I'm laying in bed, and I, I'm, I'm just praying, God, please help me. And, and I just, just, just knew it's, I got it. It's inside. I've got to dig it out. I'm going to have to grind this out. And so I just kind of rolled myself off into the floor. And I was laying there on the floor, hurting, I mean, excruciating pain. And I finally worked myself up onto my knees and on my hands and knees. And I'm crawling, trying not to wake her up, and I'm trying to take authority at the same time. It's hard to do one and be, <laughs> without doing the other. And so I'm crawling into the living room and the whole time I'm praying, God, you've got to help me. You've got to give me strength. And my back started loosening up and I finally got to the point where I could get up and get in the shower and, and get going. And I just say all that to say that that's oftentimes the way life is. That you may have to roll yourself onto the floor to start. And if you can just work enough to get up on your knees and start moving forward, and while you're moving forward, begin to declare, this is not God's plan for me. This is not God's will for me. I am the healed of the Lord this morning. I am not going to submit to the way I feel today, but I am by authority going to stand and do what is required of me. I'm not saying it was an easy day, but it was a victorious day. It was the day that we won And I could tell you an equal amount of stories where I didn't respond that way. A lot of stories where I just laid down and died for the day. Because we've all done that too. And really each day, each moment when we face those situations, we have a choice. We can lay down and die, we can stay in the tomb, or we can respond to the call of God and we can come forth in the power in the name of Jesus Christ. When we step the miracle will be released in your life, I promise you. It was a miracle that I was able to go and do what I had to do. Colossians 1.12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. He has equipped me. He has qualified me. He has, he has given me the resources to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 43, or 44. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, everybody say them. Loose him and let him go. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. 
the last point I want to make is that we have to loose it and let it go. Lazarus came out bound. He was alive, but he wasn't yet free. He was delivered, but he was not walking in freedom. Just because I come out of my tomb doesn't mean I'm free from it. I am brought to life, but death will capture me again unless I get loose from the binds of my past. Those grave clothes will kill you. Those grave clothes will cut off your circulation. Those grave clothes will bind you to the point that you have no movement. Those grave clothes will keep you locked up and locked away and will reclaim the very life that Jesus is speaking to you unless you get loose from those grave clothes. Don't keep wearing them. It's time for a new wardrobe this morning. It's time for a change of clothes. It's time to get a fresh look. Amen? Isaiah 61 and 3 says, Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Once you come forth, you have to loose it and let it go. God desires to see every one of us free and living in that freedom. Notice this, that it is not Jesus that loosed Lazarus, but rather it is the church present in the situation. It is not Jesus who loosed Lazarus. Now, it is Jesus that gave the power for him to be loosed. It is Jesus that calls him to new life. It is Jesus that invites him to come out of his current circumstance and step into a new reality for him. But it is not Jesus who completely tears off the grave clothes off of his life. Rather, it is the church that is present with him that helps him to walk through the process of redemption and deliverance. I just say all that to say that you need the church this morning. You can't do this on your own. You need your church family to help you work the grave clothes off of your life. God saves and God calls us forth, but your development is highly tied to the church. The relationships, the discipleship, the practice, the opportunity, all of that emerges from your time with the church. Jesus says to them, you loose him. You let him go. Jesus says, I've done the work of redemption. I have done the work of deliverance. I have declared the victory and the promise. Now you church and go and fulfill it in the world. It is our job to take what Jesus has done and to loose that power and that strength and that love and that anointing and let it go in the earth. Not to keep it bound up for ourselves. Not to keep it locked away for ourselves. But to take the work that He has done and to loose it and let it go in the world around us. There is resurrection power that emanates from Christ. But that power is released by the church. And it has always been a partnership in this earth. It always been a partnership in the earth. Christ begins the work the church carries the work and releases the work in the world and Christ will come again and complete the work. It is Christ who starts and provides the work of redemption, but it is His church that works with Him the process of redemption in the corporate body and also in your personal journey with Him.
I need iron to sharpen iron. I need encouragement. I need strength. I need church family. I need to hear other people's uh, circumstances so that I know that I'm not isolated and I'm not the only one dealing with it. I need the encouragement of my friends and family and I need to hear how they overcome so that I in turn can overcome as well. Philippians 2.12 tells us that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But isn't it Jesus who saves? Absolutely. But it is through His salvation call and our response to His salvation that we are able to work that salvation out through a process and a journey with Him. It is you. It is the church that must loose the work that Christ has done and work that He has done and let it go in this earth. We need one another. We need our church family. We need our friends. We need, we need that. We need that surrounding us. Amber, would you come? I, I challenge you this morning to remove the barrier. Whatever it is. What is it that makes you a victim? That's your barrier. That's your barrier today. We are not victims. We are victors in Christ Jesus. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus. And I just encourage you this morning to begin to call forth those things. If you are in a situation where you feel like you are just grinding it out, begin to call it forth. Call deep things out of you. It's inside of you. The strength is in there. And with Jesus' help and God's presence and His Spirit guiding you, He will lead you to that place so that it can be released in this situation. Loose it and let it go. Once once you realize I do have what it takes God is revealing to me that I have what it takes pastor then I challenge you to loose that and let it go in your life you have joy deep down inside of you you have peace deep down inside of you you have hope deep down inside of you He wove it into your very fabric, your very DNA. He equipped you for the moment that you face. Discover it and let it go in your life. Jesus is here this morning, in this place, right here, right now, to release resurrection power into your life and into your situation. Get the stone out of the way. Find His kingdom work in you and let it go in your life. Would you We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9:45 for Sunday school and at 10:30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.